Our reading of the day was Romans 12, verse 2, which says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is perfect and acceptable. I think this verse leaves out a very important word from verse 1. Um, that word starts off the entire chapter, the one word that I think describes all of it. That word is therefore. The word therefore is used in the Bible as a transition from past to present, from old to new, or from a thought to a decision. But here it's used as an emphasis on what has been done. Therefore, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 is all about life in God's service and living out the life of God here on earth. It mentions loving one another through hate, blessing those who persecute you, repaying those who have done us wrong with not hate, but, tr- but conquering evil with good. But the, ver- the therefore means more than we think. It stands as a reminder that Jesus died on the cross, and through all of that, we are eternally forgiven. So therefore, our hearts can be made new, and therefore, do not conform your minds to the pattern of this world. Our hearts can be made new as many times as we need, in moderation, of course, but that's good news. When I started to write this sermon, I was in the middle of packing and planning for college, and as I'm sure many of you can relate, I get really nostalgic when anything is changing. I had been thinking about my life before high school, my life before deciding what school I want to go to, my life before affirming my faith, or even before knowing what my faith stood for. Because before all of this, I was lost. I had no idea who God even was. All I knew that I, all I knew was that I was scared. I never let my gifts show, and there was really never a moment I could stand back and say I was proud of. When I attempted to recall a moment where I felt like my true self, I wasn't surprised to learn that it took place somewhere that I have called home all summer. That's Lutherdale Bible Camp. Um, Lutherdale has been my home from May 26th to August 11th, and I was fully submerged in my faith while I was there. One moment in particular that I reflected upon was a wacky worship, which takes place on Wacky Wednesday. So wacky worships are um, essentially silent movies where the staff members are like mimes and they act out worship with like silly dances and motions and songs. Um, But there are no words. So here I was on wacky worship. And as the blessing started, we all picked up a piece or a can of face paint and we mimed that we were going to bless all of the campers with this face paint. And as I walked around doing that, I was being the goofy staff member I needed to on the outside. But on the inside, I was more focused on the realization that I had in that moment. And that was that I didn't feel like I deserved to give campers face paint blessings. As silly as it sounds, I thought that what I had been given, that grace that I was given freely, I didn't deserve to give to others. But there I was blessing 100 campers, roughly, on the face with face paint. And through all of that, I've learned that being that role model for others' faith and stepping out of my comfort zone and doing Wacky Wednesday and performing skits like the one we did today or professing my faith clearly and to the T 
and singing, sometimes even screaming to get campers to sing along. All of that made me realize that my gifts are shareable. That place allowed me to flourish, and it taught me that what I've been given, I do deserve to give others. Whether it was watching campers climb the tower and belaying them from below, or painting a mural with the senior high campers, feeding farm animals at 7.15 in the morning while the grass was still dewy, or watching the sunset at a waterfront worship. That place was filled with eager minds and full hearts, and it taught me that what I have been given, I deserve to share with the rest. That conforming to the pattern of this world and staying with the rest, staying silent in uncomfortable times or not going for what you want even when it scares you is the opposite of what we should be doing. So what I've been trying to say is that we all have a therefore to our life. Mine was not being aware of the full capacity that I have to share my gifts. And now that's a season of my life that I'm grateful for because I wouldn't be the same without it. But we all have something, a season of our life that even though it may not be a great depiction of who we really are, it got us to where we are today. When you went through deep waters, when you were lost, when you were crushed by waves, or when you were thrown into fire, that was your therefore. That is where we see grace. When the paralyzed man is healed, when the blind man is made to see, when the thirsty are given the water of life. That's what we need to remember. When you're in the valley of the shadow of death, this is when God says, therefore. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be, renewed by the, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't conform to that belief, but instead remember, God's grace runs inside of us, even when we're there even when we start to believe that God has surely turned his back on us. Remember, Jesus was there the whole time, and therefore, your heart has been made clean. And therefore, you can give people face paint blessings. Because Jesus, through all that he has seen, through all of your pain and all of your suffering, says all is well. <laughs>